Ladies and gentlemen, you are entering the realm of Good evening and night, folks. This is your Football Scout 365 host and analyst Woody Massey, and I'm here for the NBA Mellywood Podcast. Our friend Adam Fenstermaker, friend of the pod, was on the last one. Maybe maybe we're keeping him around. He's got nice hair. You can't see it, but it's nice. I, I'm happy to be here, Woody. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> no yes. problem, buddy. And, of course, we got Coach Mel Taylor. How you doing? About to be uh about to get sign your first player, huh? Right? Oh yeah, man. I mean, to be honest with you, I just really I don't he, my son can do whatever he wants to do. My baby boy, he can do whatever he wants to do. But he just has to talk basketball with me. I just need a lifelong friend. <laughs> That's all I want. He don't even have to play basketball, just really just talk with me about basketball. So he could hate basketball, but as long as he could break down a two three zone. Oh, yeah, just taught me basketball and appease me. Mm. He's going to have a good <laughs> Oh, yeah, definitely. He's going to be spoiled to death. So that's my kid. Adam, you going to have kids? I think my girlfriend might listen to this podcast. So we'll uh, <laughs> we'll save that conversation for another time. That's nice. very wise. Well, very she's wise. good. She's very, that's very nice of her. Shout out, Jasmine. How you doing? Hi. And uh, all right, let's get this going. Guys, Boston. Celtics against the Miami Heat. I said game seven games Heat, and I was a Jimmy Butler brick away. But uh, it was a hell of a series. It was sloppy. It was a hell of a series. What was the the one game? Twenty seven turnovers. Yeah, man. Um, that was really disappointing. At the same time, I felt this though. And, and shout out to you, Adam. Um, for me, I was just really trying to push the whole Heat versus Mavs, like, trilogy. But you said, like, the Celtics are just playing better. <laughs> so, at the, so at the end of the day, the better team should win, and I think the better team did win. I just really thought Spolster's coaching, because I'm a big component of, like, coaches, a big component. It's, like, my thing. So I thought he would, like, rise to the occasion, but it was just disappointing. I mean, they took him to seven games, and Jimmy Butler was inches away from yes. winning that game in regulation. I don't know. I, when Jimmy Butler pulled up for three in transition, I thought it was over. Seven, I thought it was over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought I, I was terrified. I had I knew yeah. I had too much money riding on the game, and I thought <laughs> I all my money. But as soon as that shot hit its apex, I'm like, that's it. I got to go and uh, you know work overtime this weekend. <laughs> oh man, did you like the shot? Yeah, that, well, that's yeah. Yeah, I like the you. shot. Yeah, I like, like the shot too. People, people just want to be mad about stuff. There's all these people all over pod, podcasts and on Twitter saying, "Oh, Jimmy should have taken the ball, to the basket." The dude played 47 minutes. He hit the exact same shot. Uh, yeah. Coming down earlier in the first half. Yeah. Like, what do you want? You get a wide open three pointer to w- take the lead and the momentum, or you can do a contested layup against one of the best veteran defensive players in the league in Al Horford. Yeah, both 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 were going to be risk. But, but again, it played like devil's advocate, I guess. I, like I was telling someone, 
I guess because of the way the the, uh, the court was spread, two things could have happened. He could have took it to the basket, you know, got the easy level, even create an and one situation, or he could have really helped create a, a hockey assist for someone else for a better three point shot, for a better three point shooter, for a more open three point shot. But again, in that moment, you're Jimmy Butler. <laughs> you already done what you've done. You got to take that. He I love played the, shot. the full game, 47 yeah. minutes. I think I think if you walk away from that series and you lay any blame on Jimmy Butler, you just yeah, should be talking about basketball. It's absurd. Basketball. And, no. Like Jimmy Butler did everything he possibly could. Miami did everything they possibly could. I think the question is, did Boston deserve to win that series? Like Melvin said, they were the Boston yeah. was the better team. Yeah. Boston was the better team. Oh yeah. They should have probably won that in five or six games, and somehow oh, yeah. they had to sweat it out and nearly lost on a Jimmy Butler three pointer. It's true, oh, yeah. and the and a couple of the games that they lost or that they won early, Jimmy played bad. Like Jimmy, their main guy, you know what I mean. And then they For didn't two have games, yeah, two straight games. Yeah. But but can we be fair? And I'm glad you brought that up, Woody. Um, and I think the games you're referring to was uh was a three and four, was a four and five, where he played like like a complete three shit. And four. Three, three and four, he played like shit. I, and in and, and game two, remember he fell on his back because of Robert Williams. Remember that. Remember yes. that? And again, I think people forget about the humanity in life <laughs> and the fact that, like, when you get hurt, <laughs> sometimes you just don't shake at all. People Even like really think Superman, like Jimmy Butler. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, in fact, he's out there. Yeah. Back, yeah. And again, people, and he heard and his he, will is crazy. He, people just stopped talking about him in that 47 point game in game six. Wow. That wow. he, he hurt his ankle. When yeah. he would stop running around, he was instantaneously yeah. limping. <laughs> How, yes. how old is Jimmy Butler? Is he like 32? I think he's around like that. 31. Let me look it up real quick. He's born 89. I mean, he's wow. not like a young guy who's going to pop up and, you know, oh, I sprained my 32. ankle, but I'm going to be fine the next day. Jimmy's yeah. got some miles yeah. on. Yo, he pl- yo, he plays like he changes oil. <laughs> like real talk. <laughs> like that's how he plays, like for real, for real. Like the way he's just like, all right, give me the ball. When it's time for like to really slow it down. And he just like really, he'll jump into you, and like pause and jump back into you. Did you read but, yeah. that? Uh, apparently, Dwayne Wade called him up and gave him a real rah rah speech before yeah. Game Six. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, Mr. Wade. Let's talk about the Miami Heat and their future. So, ah. <laughs> obviously, you can't get rid of Jimmy. He, I think, no. he entrenched himself in Heat lore this year. Uh, I don't. I don't, don't want to just assume that. Let's let's take a step back there, Woody. Jimmy oh. Butler, as we said, he's thirty-one, thirty-two. He's got a lot of miles on him. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, every playoffs now he's banged up. He's nicked up. Is he really? Can you? How long can you ride that? Is he going to be this the roster good they have now? A couple years. Like they're. That's why I think that they're going to go all in and do. They're going to trade Tyler Hero. Because you, you they boxed, them, boxed themselves in. They brought in Kyle Lowry. They gave him yeah. way too much money for how yes. old he was. And Lowry, he did his thing. Like, he had his old veteran wily moves, mm-hmm. stepping around, like grabbing guys' jerseys to make up for the fact that he can't move that fast side to side anymore. You He's know, you know like an I, have, I have the perfect answer. Joel Embiid. But guess what? Me as a me as a Sixers fan, I don't want to see that. But but but, but hey, enter, entertain me for a moment, for a moment, for a moment. Give me like give me like fifteen seconds. Like 
So we'll obviously trade him for a hero. Um, you know, the center. No, I can't say his name. Uh, Adebayo? Yeah, Adebayo. Yeah, got it. Again, that's a big deal. But in so these playoffs. No, in these playoffs, I'm, I was kind of looking at him and I'm like, like, he's great. But he has limits. No, Bam was disappointing. Center. He was disappointing that he whole very, He was very disappointing. Except game two. No, he had, he had games, but he also had games, I think. Uh, I um, did Robert four. Williams not play that game? I don't remember. No, he didn't. I, I think in four of the seven games, though, Bam took six shots or fewer. Like, Bam yeah. was not aggressive enough. Just Yo, because. Robert Williams, like, who's not even a, a premier center, like, really shut Bam down. I mean, let's, let's be, be real. real. Bam was Bam needed to remember that he was the best center in that series, and he did. But he was wasn't though. Games, and every time Bam caught the ball from like ten to twelve feet out, he immediately, you know, instead of backing his guy down, he was looking to pass. Like he, he was not every time. Every time he he was not looking to score the basketball. But 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 the, that same point, he wasn't even fighting for position. He was no. getting the ball like ten ten feet out. He couldn't get it like like you know like five to seven feet in. Yeah, that was that was good. That's a real times, good eye. There were times he'd get the ball five to six feet out, and he'd he'd immediately start dribbling out away from the basket. He's just yeah. not nearly aggressive enough. Poor Jimmy. Jimmy. Uh, I have a trade that I saw online the other day that seems to be probably the most prob the the most correct like timeline wise that would match up with this team, and it was um, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero. And, like, a few other, like, Gabe Vincent, like, you know, whatever pieces for uh, Bradley Beal. And, and two first-round picks. That's what it was. Bradley, Bradley's gone. He's on the move. He doesn't want to be in Washington anymore. And, I mean, it's Bradley Beal, Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and P.J. Tucker. That's a championship lineup. Whether we – I know the jury's out on Beal kind of after last season. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't spend any kind of time on Beal. I here's what I'm thinking, Woody. I think if Miami had an issue, it was that they had older players who didn't come through after a long season. PJ Tucker didn't come through. Uh, Kyle Lowry didn't come through. I wouldn't be trading my young guys for more old players who aren't going to show up, you know, after the full length of the season. But what with if, the Lowry you, contract, you have to. You're how would how would you feel though? How would you feel though? A Jimmy Butler. And Donovan Mitchell being the two primary focuses in a trade. Get younger. Build around build around Tyler Hero. Build around Donovan. Build around Bam. And, you know, bring those guys in that Miami Heat culture. Send Jimmy to Utah? Maybe. I don't know. Send Jimmy to Utah or make it part of a three-team trade. You're really down on Jimmy, man. Yeah, I'm not, man. Da- I'm not down on Jimmy. I just I worry about his longevity. You can tell just, Adam's like a, Celt- a real Celtics fan. Pass. He's trying to. You can tell Adam's a real Celtics fan. He's yeah, trying to do him like they did Isaiah Thomas. Oh yeah, man. No, I'm Give telling everything you, man. And you're gone. <laughs> and, and also, Duncan was a huge disappointment. Duncan Robinson was a huge disappointment. Bless his heart. Like it. Exactly. His defense the whole season, and like, it was hard. When he did come into the game, you saw why he wasn't getting any time. He was, his pick and roll defense is trash. Um, so they got to do something about that situation. That's a, and then, um, Haslam. <laughs> I mean, Haslam, he was a player coach. Yeah. What, what do you mean? Oh, uh, no, Dun- I was, I was joking. I was joking. Does Duncan Robinson have any trade value with his contract? 
I feel like with the right team, they'd take it on, but I don't know if I'd call it value. I don't think he's bringing anything back. You might be able to get rid of him and get off his contract without having to give something up to get off him, but that's Who about was it. That? Who you was see what that I'm contract? saying, though, about how they're locked in because of that Kyle Lowry deal, right? You yeah. could get value for Jimmy, but you're still stuck with Kyle Lowry. The window is now. Like, what, are the, what are the money in the years left on Lowry? Uh, let me look up his contract one second. Yeah, man. Uh, but Mr. Lowry, I just feel as though he – how can I say it? He has a fatty. You know what I'm saying? He, yeah, he like does real have talk, a dunk. Like, real true. talk, he really got a dunk, and I really feel as though he needs to be on a team that can really have the opportunity to slow down the pace. And I think the Heat play better at a faster pace where they can find quicker matchups. Like, like you know, when Jimmy can probably get the ball in the post against a smaller guard – and he needs a, maybe a, a point guard can push the ball. That's not really Lowry's thing, but he's pretty Jimmy, shifty. I think he's pretty Lowry savvy. Went to Villanova, that's crazy. You know, yeah, uh, as, our our mutual friend Tracy has a connection with Mr. Lowry, Eskimo brother. That's funny. No, oh. <laughs> I mean, well, well, I don't know. Huh? I don't know. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. This joke. No, I think they trained together, but Philly. Oh, that's him, and, cool. him and Cunningham, Dante Cunningham. Oh, nice. Yeah, shout out to Tracy. A little bit Love you. before Adam's time there, like a few years, right? Yeah, man, that was a long time. God, I'm so a- old Adam now. went to Villanova. Yeah. Oh, I was, wow. Yeah, I was there 2011 to 2014. So, yeah, that was before oh, my yeah, time. Uh, that was a, yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, that's in the olden days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Lowry's contract is three years, $90 million. So he still has got two years of $30 million. Have you ever pictured being paid $30 million to average 11 points a game? <laughs> I'm very disappointed in the Heat, man. Very I don't know how you can be disappointed in the Heat. I don't know how you can lead that series and think anything other oh, than... Oh, no, no, no. Not the, not, the, not the game. I'm talking about the, I'm talking about the GM. I'm talking about the, uh, I'm okay. talking about, I'm talking about the front office to even... Because I said it. Well, I think I, we both agree that what were... Uh, I, I think the best move from at that time was not to make a move. I think sometimes, like, teams feel pressured to make moves. You know, that, that whole, like, what's the word, FOMO? The word, uh, FOMO you know, fear I think they of missing thought out. they were going to get another another guy. But yeah. It fell through. Yeah, and, and guess what? Let it fall through. You don't got to get Lowry. Yeah, I mean, Lowry, Lowry, Lowry played Lowry, great. Yeah he, no, he played great. yeah, he played great. Let's be real. And, for, like, he played better than he had the rest of the playoffs. I think... I think part of the problem is, and we saw this with Chris Paul last round, we saw this with Kyle Lowry, a lot of these older point guards, these smaller guys, they don't hold up all season long. Mm. Kyle Lowry, was, he was banged up. He did not look healthy. He didn't. He you know, speaking as a person that's 36 going on 37, I feel as though you're an ageist, and I feel attacked, <laughs> and I just don't feel confident right now myself. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I, I do like the Donovan Mitchell move, and I have heard rumors of Miami. If somehow they could get out of that with keeping Jimmy, though, honestly, I'd love to see Donovan Mitchell and Jimmy Butler running the floor together on the wings. That's a I mean, let's, I mean, I think Hero is a much more valuable asset in Utah. I think Utah really, like, really galvanized around here. Yeah, I, I, think I, that's, I think that's just a racist <laughs> comment. I think there's no, I don't think there's a place that Tyler Hero would rather be. Hey, y'all, we got Utah. a Tyler. 
that's the that kid's white. Let's throw him in Utah or Indiana. <laughs> Hero's girlfriend's ass is too fat for Utah. He can't go there. She can't go there. Yo, it is. Respect to my wife, but yes, it is. It's re- First of all, when I, when I saw it, I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. She, have you ever seen Hero's Girlfriend, Adam? Again, as I said earlier, my girlfriend listens to this podcast. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I know my wife don't listen to my podcast, so I just know, you know. <laughs> Mine does, but she'd be like, yeah, she, she's got one. Yeah. That being said, I know exactly what you're talking about. And yes, she is yeah. absolutely... It's very well in Miami. Tyler Hero can't go anywhere. He really right? can't. Exactly. Um, but no, so, but that but that would be something they'll be interested in. What what value is Tyler Hero as a trade chip? Do, like, do oh, we yeah. see him as a future starter? Yes. Or is is he going to be like a six man? Because how much can you really get for a guy that's a valuable spark off the bench? He should be starting. Like, he's a starting caliber player. He needs to show that he can play a little bit more defense. Yeah, um, it's, 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 it's more defense. And I he, think the Heat run exotic kind of things. I think on a team like Utah where you've got a go bear, go bear, rather, you know, you got him in the, like the paint. That would be somewhere I feel like he can thrive where it's like, here, here, hero, just score. Because I think he's an amazing scorer. He's only, like, what, 22, 23? Yeah, and his yeah but they already have, nice. like – In the limited time he saw against Boston, he was – doing a yeah. really nice job of setting guys yeah. up. Yeah. I'd like to see him as kind of the primary focus on an offense or, at, you know, at least the secondary focus. Oh, and at, you know, that is a great point because I feel as though, and I'm not, and again, y'all think I'm saying because he's white, but I really feel as though he can really, he, he, he can do things that Donovan can't. And I think the main thing you just said was set up guys. A guy that can actually score for himself and understand where I feel that double team coming I can feed my guys. I feel as though sometimes Donovan gets in spots where he just wants to score. He's getting better each season, but I think Hero, obviously, a, a younger player is better than him. I think we all can agree with, like, finding players at a scoring hybrid. You know, he's, he's more of a scoring, like, combo guard, right? And I think that's what Donovan Mitchell is, but I think Hero's a better version for Utah. Now, I, I have a question about the Heat, especially in this series – it was really painful to watch their half-court sets sometimes. And I know Boston's had, like, historically good defense, especially perimeter-wise this year. But what happened? Like, Spolstra wasn't getting any adjustments in. Their offense just looked so raggedy and unsmooth. They, like, didn't have, they, had, they didn't have the players, I felt like. I don't feel like they had the – because Hero was out. Kyle Lowry was being – who I all, and again, I don't know how y'all feel about Kyrie for real. For I, I feel as though he's not. I, he there's a time where he was really good, but he hasn't been that in a while for me. Mm-hmm. So for, for so it was very perplexing for the Heat to even get him or even attempt to get him for even for that mu- amount of money. Yeah. Uh, so I knew what he was going to do this round. Bam was a huge disappointment for me. I think we all agree on that, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, Bam was like, I was like very disappointed. Almost to the point where, where I feel like he should get traded. No, I, I, I don't, don't want yeah. to come away with this thinking like yeah. that I think Bam needs to be traded or is not a good basketball player. Yeah. I think he had a bad series. I think yeah. there's a lot to work with there, and he's going to become a really good basketball player. Yeah. I just wasn't happy with what I saw from him against Boston this time around. I mean, if we can get a Joel Embiid, though. Okay, we, ex- you know. explain this. That's not going to happen. 
Like, what, what? You're just pulling that out of your butt. Well, I really you, am. If not Joel Embiid, why not go after Will Chamberlain? Bill Russell, maybe. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Um, let's talk about the Dallas Mavericks real quick. Because obviously that was the less talked about series. That was a great series, the Heat and the uh, Celtics. But the oh, Warriors... by the way, by the way, I love how we talked about that series and we talked about the Celtics zero. Because oh, we're going to talk about the Warriors and the Celtics for the finals. We're just Boom. talking about the losing teams right now. Boom. So yeah, Melvin, didn't you get your outline? <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> I'll make one next time. Dallas Mavericks. Um, uh, man. I really hope Luca doesn't leave Dallas. He will. You think so? Yeah, he will. Absolutely. It'd be cool if he became a Laker. He he would that's, really that's what slay I was LA. Isn't that's what I was talk thinking. a little premature? I think I mean Lucas got years on his contract. He hasn't made any indication he's leaving. Did sure. they give him it, the extension? The by the way, I was just trolling. In all honesty, I don't think he's really leaving. In all honesty, yeah. I think I think Mark Cuban is an amazing owner. In all honesty, I feel as though Dirk Nowinski is a real mentor and a real supporter in his life, especially they both being foreign players. I also feel like he's not really in the United States anyway. I feel like yeah. he's out here like vacation or when he's out here. Yeah, no, but, you he, know, he's he's, he's everywhere. Money. Yeah, he's, he's making five, money. Yeah. Five-year rookie contract extension last year, $207 million. Yeah. yeah. So, and Mark's going to take care. You know, Mark, he was going to take care of him. You know. give him the dirt treatment. I I know oh, he's yeah. going to take care of him financially. I don't know that he's going to put players around him to win. He, I mean, yeah. when has they Mark ha- Cuban they can't stolen? close the deal? Yeah. How many right. free agents have we seen go to Dallas and we hear the rumors like, oh, Dallas is going to make a huge free agent splash and nothing, and they sign well, all sucks, these middle tier talent guys. And now they're stuck and they're in contract limbo for like the next two years still. It's such a great franchise. deal and uh, the Hardaway deal. And what are they going to do? They got to find – when we watched that, this series, the paint was wide open. Literally, the Warriors would just stop shooting threes and get wide open layups a lot of times because there was no one to guard the basket. Dwight Powell was abused. He's the biggest man I've ever seen abused that hard. <laughs> the Dwight Powell minutes made me want to kill myself. I just <laughs> don't understand why he was even in the game. Start Maxi Kleber. Like, do anything. Just don't put Dwight Powell in that basketball game. Bring in a giant homeless guy that lives outside the stadium. Like, I would have rather had Boban stand in front of the basket with his hands up and not move than watch him um, freaking Dwight Powell play anymore. Yeah, I was, and again, I know Boban has a problem with his speed. And everything like that. I know Jason Kidd likes to like you know fast pace, but at the same time, in the playoffs, you have to adjust game by game. So that was that was disappointing for Jason Kidd. Even though I actually feel like Jason Kidd really elevated Luca's game, I just felt like Steve Kerr, who played against LeBron James for like three, four straight years, knows how to stop somebody who likes to pick out players. And Luca is the master. I actually think Luca may be better than, than LeBron at that age, obviously. At just like the run the pick and roll and like picking Offense. out players. Like offensively, not defense obviously he's not better than LeBron. Totality. I'm talking about offensively saying, Oh, you, you're slow. Come up here. Set you set a screen for me. But the yeah, but the uh Warriors weren't having it because that's what you do. You coach game to game. And Luca had no help whatsoever. 
are we concerned about the numbers of Luca's losing games when scoring 40 points that he might be falling into a, a Harden-esque usage trap? I think he's falling into a, my teammates are shit trek and I've got to do everything. I don't think that's a Luca issue. I think that's a team construction issue. I'm okay. So what do they do? What's something that we could see them to improve? I, I texted Melvin the other day of a guy that I see the Mavs could go after. And I think it would fit their play style. Well, uh, elite rim defender trying to kind of set himself apart. I don't think the magic are going to give him money. Because uh, they have the Wendell Carter Jr. contract, and they're about to probably draft um, Chet. Or uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Chet. Uh, but I'm thinking Mo Bamba. I think that's a perfect candidate for the Mavericks to go after. He's huge. He can shoot the corner three above average. He can get out of the way when need be, and he's a beast rebounder. Is I, I, I mean, think they can get him for he... relatively cheap on a prove it deal too. That's key. So that, now I'm glad you said that. If you can get him at a cheap cost without giving up much, okay, yeah, that's a great, you know, low-cost, high-reward type deal. But I'm not, like, sound the farm for Mo Bamba. Yeah, I, li- I, I, I like half of that I like the – I like the – because they're not going to have a high draft pick. Let's be real. They're not going to see another lottery pick for years, probably till Luka retires. You're right. <laughs> what they need to do is they need to, you know – make good decision on the margins. They need to bring in young players who have a chance to develop. They need to pop with someone like a, you know, a Jordan pool, someone who kind of comes out yeah, of nowhere. Them and everybody up. else, everyone would love to have a freaking Jordan pool. That's what I mean though. I don't see, I don't see them being able to make a big splashy move, but for, you know, we brought in a guy that no one really expected. He was a late, you know, late round, late first round pick, or, you know, we got in a young guy who didn't really pan out initially I don't think it's Mo Bamba. I think Mo Bamba is probably like the Costco version of uh, Manute Bowl. But you don't think Mo got, Bamba could he could put a, play good numbers and play defense for Dallas? I, I think if Mo Bamba is the starting center on a playoff team in my lifetime, I'll eat my shoe. I don't. I don't think it's going to happen. Hold you to that. A nice leather one too. But no, I, they they need they they have a really difficult path ahead of them in terms of roster construction because they're not going to have a high draft pick and they're not a free agent destination. And I don't and know how is, they're going to. Which is crazy that Dallas isn't a free agent destination, right? It, it's and weird, but it's a bustling city, again. great economy, and people tend to like Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the oh. taxes. No, Dallas is a cool city, man. I think, and again, Mark Hughes is a great owner, great city. I don't understand why more people want don't want to play there. It's kind of yeah. strange. I, and I don't know. Is Cuban? Cuban's kind of stepped back out of the spotlight because when we were growing up, Cuban was loud out there in proud, and uh, now you you rarely hear from him anymore. He's taking a step back. And don't forget, the Mavericks as an organization have that lawsuit looming. Of the guy who uh, – the sexual harassment lawsuit, yeah, too? Yeah, all, all the stuff they were doing. Yeah. So, so that, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. I, I'm just waiting for Luca to demand a trade. Are we worried about Luca's body? I hate to be that guy because obviously, like, you know, look at me. But, like, are we worried about him aging? Because I feel like if he doesn't do, like, a Kyle Korver and go start training underwater lifting rocks – and really getting his body under control, that one day he's just not going to be able to do what he used to a lot sooner than other people. Um, also, have we been mislabeling his greatness? 
I think a lot of people always try to compare him to LeBron, and rightfully so. I'm not. I'm just bringing another perspective. Should we rather be be comparing him to James Harden? A usage rate. I I always look yeah, at I think how he's James Harden is probably the best comparison for him. And I think um, the next level of that, right? Yeah. No, I think that's fair. He's a you know not he's a, a better guard or forward. He's not a point guard. He's kind of this you know do it all. He doesn't freeze 30, the ball but also, as hard as James. What's Harden. that? He doesn't no. freeze the ball as hard as James. No. He understands movement, and the ball will come back to him at some point. He understands yeah. that. <laughs> right. And I, that's what I'll say. I think that even ties back into Woody's question about his body. I think Luca, he's a competitor. I think he cares about winning more than anything else. He's going to figure out you know, the training. He's going to figure out what he needs to do to get his teammates involved. I've got the utmost faith that he's going to be a really good player for a long time. He's going to figure out oh, all this yeah. stuff. All right, well, that's enough Dallas Mavericks talk. Now it's down to the dance, baby. We're dancing. We're uh, Golden State Warriors. They're going to their sixth finals in eight years. Man, it really snuck up on us, this dynasty. That's crazy. I wasn't sure they were ever going to reach another one without Kevin Durant. I I knew it a thousand percent with Steph Curry as the point guard. Because, again, I've always said, and I'm going to continue to say he's the best point guard of all time. And he's continuing to show it. And now that I stand by that forever and ever. Forever and ever. Forever what, and uh, ever. What, what, did you think that they would make another finals, Adam, without um, Draymond? I, excuse me, Kevin Durant? Getting to the finals is really hard. I mean, it's there's a reason why, you know, guys like Karl Malone and Charles Barkley don't have championships. It's hard to win in the NBA. True. But like Melvin said, Steph Curry is the best point guard I've ever seen. Yeah. Magic Johnson, you know, he retired a couple years after I was born. Steph Curry is the best point guard I've ever seen. And Steve Kerr is certainly in the top three coaches I've ever seen. So if any two guys were going to figure it out, it would be those two guys. I'm, you know, I'm happy to see them back. They're always, you know, the Golden State Warriors since like 2015, when they first started really rolling, have always been one of my favorite teams to watch. They just play basketball in the right way. And it's always entertaining. I loved watching Steph Curry and Monta Ellis in the same backcourt. You did. I, I think, and again, we were fans. I think even Woody will admit this. Woody was a fan of the, the We Believe team. Oh. The, but by priest, we're pre-Curry. Mm-hmm. The but Baron guys, Davis, Stephen Baron Jackson, Davis. Jason Richardson. But that, that was mean, a fun yeah. team, man. That was a great yeah. team. Very Andre's being dressed or whatever in the middle. The middle, the big old plotting. Yeah, Al team. Harrington, Jason Richardson, yep. that. That was a great yes. basketball team. That was a really fun team. A lot of personality oh, yeah. on that team. A lot of love. Love Steven too. Jackson. <laughs> Matt Barnes. <laughs> oh, Matt Barnes, too. Yeah. Yeah, the man. B. Diddy. Just special when he was on. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely unsung hero. Oh, yeah. Underrated, uh, man. But, uh, but, oh, yeah. But before you, we want, move on for the Warriors, he was Steve Kerr. He makes adjustments game by game. And the fact that he has, like, these cerebral players – and uh, and Draymond Green, who's basically has a, one of the highest IQs I've ever seen. And I heard that of Andre Iguodala, even though he's injured, he's become more of a coach player, someone who's able that. to like, yeah, he's actually I think Curry even spoke on how he's he's been singing his praises. So I just feel like this team is set to do what they do. However, this, this is the 75th anniversary, and the Celtics who are tied with the Lakers, right? With the most winning uh, games, or the Lakers number one? Are they tied, right? I think they're tied. I know the Lakers. Uh, no, did the Lakers the take Lakers over with the last yeah. one? Correct. It'll be tied again if they win. 
get a tie again if they win. I think the NBA would love the Celtics, who's probably like the most cherished franchise to tie it. So is this Draymond is a great, Green a great. Hall of Famer? Yes. I don't even know why you're asking that question. Of course he is. Why? I mean, if Dennis Rodman's a Hall of Famer, then Draymond Green's a Hall of Famer. Why he take? Oh, I love it. I if, love it. If you don't value a guy who's going to win by doing all the dirty work, because you need that to win be- basketball games. You, and he is, seriously, he's the best role player I've seen since Dennis Rodman. So, At least you're yeah, calling absolutely. him a role player now because a few years ago, you and I used to talk on the phone a lot. And you, you, you were, for a few years, you said Draymond Green's the top 15 player in NBA. He is. I, I, still, I would still go with it. I would rather have him than freaking Carl Anthony Towns. You're going to win more games with Carl Anthony Towns if Carl Anthony Towns is the, you know, the if you need a scoring threat, yeah, you need a Carl Anthony Towns. That if you've got even like a spot. mediocre offense, you want a guy like Draymond Green to unlock everything. You want someone who can, you know, who is a leader, who can um, win on defense, and who can set other guys up. That's a lot harder to find than someone who's going to get you 20 points. There's a lot of guys who can get you 20 points in the NBA. There's not a lot of guys who can get you what Draymond Green brings to the table. Yeah, he jumped out the window too much. I ain't gonna jump out. I ain't gonna jump out too far. I will say he's top. <laughs> he's top. He's top twelve most important player in the NBA for a team. Yeah. I feel as though his role in the he's Warriors, the heart and soul of one of the greatest dynasties. Ever. Leaders. I feel as though whatever that team needs, he's gonna do it. If they need to get it, because people forget the the the, the series we we had thir- thirteen, fifteen, and nine. I believe you know, but in that game seven. Like if if LeBron lost, they would have lost that series. You know, the game before they got K, the series before they got to KD. Draymond Green would have got Finals MVP, not Steph Curry, and he would have deserved it because his value was shown when he missed the game in that series, and then all of a sudden the Cavs started winning games. So well, now we saw what happened yeah. this season when Draymond went down for an extended trip. Warriors looked mortal. Boom. They looked that worse than mortal. They looked mediocre. Yeah. Very mediocre. <laughs> um, well, I saw an interesting post the other day talking about how well the Warriors use their uh, developmental league team. And if you look at the guys logging major minutes on this roster, there's a lot of them. Like, let's be real. Kevon Looney was probably the, the third most important player in that Dallas series. Nah, man. Shout out to my cousin Darrell because he straight up told me, and I didn't believe him because I, he know me. I wasn't going for, you know, obviously what we picked the Warriors. Our pre picks was the Warriors going to the championship, so we're essentially right. But you know, I was going for the Mavs mm-hmm. the whole time. So no, I know it's kind of contradicting, but I love Luka Doncic. I want him to win, so I'm going for him. But I knew the Warriors were going to win. And my cousin told me, like, the most important player, the player that's going to be that X factor was going to be Kevon Looney because he was going to do what uh, the Suns couldn't do. He just doesn't doesn't care. You need a guy yes. like that on a team like this who just doesn't care about him to a- shoot the ball. A- yeah. That's what made Ben Wallace so special because they made – when you don't care and you don't necessarily, like, demand the ball and have a You're bad dangerous. attitude about it. You're, You're a dangerous player because teams forget about you. But I remember hearing uh, Larry Brown talk about Ben Wallace. Wow. And he would talk about how he wanted to get Ben Wallace back, get him involved and get him early offensive possessions. Because when they get Ben involved, 
the whole team got excited. It's almost like a mascot kind yeah. of like, oh, we're getting yeah. 10 points tonight. <laughs> like, it was we got to talk about him this summer when, when, the, when, the, when the season's over because he deserves a whole podcast because his life is amazing. The fact that he's like, what, remember he was curling 450? Mm-hmm. He was curling 450. He's a freak. There's people that can't bench that. He's curling for that's, that's crazy. Adam remembers I used to rock the uh, the headband just like him in high school. When we played yeah, man, school. he's iconic, and I'm he and he. I'm so happy he's in the Hall of Fame. He deserves it, hands down. Yeah, what what do you rock the headband? And back then, you wouldn't believe this, Melvin, but Woody actually had the same muscle definition as Ben Wallace. It was it was Ooh. a sight to see. Four hundred and fifty pounds, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um. The craziest thing is this team, like, there's a second generation for this Warriors team. Like, we're about to talk about the Celtics in a second. But, like, with Kaminga didn't even play for most of the series. And he probably won't. No, well, I think no, I, I, well, I think no, I think we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that later. Play. But, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. I think this series that they're actually going to need Kaminga. Yeah, but I, I, that's where Draymond Green comes in. And I, I'll explain that. He's, he's amazing. Draymond Green can't speak his praise out enough. But continue. I'm sorry. Yeah, but the let's look at the guys that they have that they've been playing in their develop, developmental league. Uh, Toscano Anderson, Damian Lee, Bellica, Moody, Looney, Peyton, Poole. All these guys spent multiple years in the developmental league. And, and, Akasha, and people forget who Steve Kerr is and who he comes from. His lineage is amazing, starting with Phil. Going to Popovich, who was the greatest GM of all time slash possibly greatest coach of all time. Watching Dan Tony over in uh, Phoenix, too. Not just that. He picked that team. He was the GM. So he was the creator of that team, working along with Dan Tony, implementing even ideals from Popovich, who also is a uh, – and, again, Steve Kerr is a student of the game, and he also understands players. So we go into talking about players that he has in his developmental league. He takes that seriously. He's not going to develop develop players that he's just going to give away. You know what I'm saying? Even with the whole uh, Gary Payton II, how like a lot of teams didn't give him a chance, but he said there's something in them that I can really use. So, yeah, Steve Kerr is amazing. Andrew Wiggins. Did we ever think that he would be an important piece on a championship basketball team? Yes. I was. I'm surprised to see it. <laughs> I, don't th- I think if he's I'm anywhere so, yeah. outside of Golden State, he probably wouldn't be. Where because did that dunk come from? <laughs> amazing. But he's a but he's a fourth, but my, my thing as a fourth a fourth role, like a fourth player on that team. Take after all the, the pressure off. Oh my God. And all you gotta do is play D and get dunks and he'll occasional open three. And he stuck Lucas sometimes too. Yeah, he, he was playing hard. Yeah, I, I'm afraid that that half spin of Lucas, which is like my favorite move of Luka Doncic, is becoming to be kind of a, you know. A mute point now. I see a yeah. lot of people kind of like stop, like people that are like athletic. They know it's coming. <laughs> like if you're athletic, you're going to pretty much stop because you can only do but so much, you know, from that uh, half spin. But I love that move though. I uh, slept on peace for the Warriors this year, and we saw he had a big game to get them to the finals. It was Otto Porter Jr. When the Warriors, no one was hitting, they bring in. Old Otto coming in off the bench, and he just lit them back up. I think that was like game four or five. Is uh, I love that pickup in the offseason. Just be able to bring in a guy that can hit corner threes, athletic enough to take the ball to the basket, a veteran. 
Those are the guys that make a difference. Porter is the guy I thought would be playing that Andrew Wiggins role more this year. I thought he'd be more or better suited to play that 3 and D kind of style for the Warriors. I'm surprised Wiggins has done it so well. Wiggins is a testament to what happens when you put a guy that actually has the talent and the athleticism and you drop him into good culture. Like this is oh, this yeah. is like the Patriots way type stuff compared to the NFL. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us the number one overall draft pick that can jump out the gym, but he's kind of docile and shy and not super aggressive. We got him. He doesn't need to be the number one scorer over here. No pressure. Come on over, bud. And then they feed him to Draymond. He's like, jump. <laughs> Just yeah. get up there. You're gonna do. And that goes back to like Draymond's true worth, man, because he's That's really true. out there. Like, like he's a real joystick. He's a His team, coach. like, like he's really out there moving players around, talking to them, encouraging players. You know, so he's constantly singing Steph Curry's praises. You know, what I'm saying, telling. You know, recently he heard what he said about you know KD, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, about that whole situation, right? I just hope we mm-hmm. get one full season of NBA on TNT with Draymond, Shaq. And Charles Barkley, or Charles retires. Just one full season. I just, yeah, Char- Charles is about to retire. I think he's trying to get fired. I, it does <laughs> seem like that, right? Like, no, I'll, like I'll real talk. About his ass. <laughs> like real I don't, talk. I don't know. I feel like if Charles was trying to get fired, Charles would have gotten fired. Charles knows, enough, knows how to get fired. Yeah. <laughs> but he's been wilding a little bit. Yes. A little bit you saw, lately. You saw him threaten all the Warriors fans, right? I did see that, yeah. Yeah, that was hilarious. Uh, okay, let's talk to Celtics, and then we're going to pick our winners, boys. Um, Celtics, they're in a good spot right now. They're, uh, Robert Williams, healthy. Al Horford is playing inspired basketball. His first finals trip after, I think it was like, what was it, 150 playoff games? Yeah, Something man. like that. Congratulations. Something insane. Yeah, that's amazing. And, uh, 141, I believe. That's off the top of my head. Do you see his contract incentives too? So he gets like a base payment. I think it was like 16 million. And then if he got to the playoffs, it was like, 20 million and then if he got to the championship it was 26 million that's shout out to his agent right yo shout out man that's amazing contract that's why he's crying on the court i just made nine million dollars yo like real talk that's how you make a contract you talk about like motivation like not only did he won a championship but yo that's an amazing i think we're gonna see some interesting contract negotiations with the new player deal, because I've heard a lot of rumors from uh, people in the know that owners are very sick of guys taking too much time off, like, you know, the Kawhis and stuff like that. So I yeah. think they're going to start putting limit, like minimum games played or minutes played on guys to make NBA all first teams. Which and that's, are huge and that's unfortunate, man. No, that's real talk. I think the next bargain agreement, that's really going to be the focus of conversation. Either that they're going to like lessen games, was going to lessen money. That's what I was going to say. It has to go both ways. If you're going to make like a minimum requirement for all NBA teams, you're going to have to take away back to backs because that's you're, you're literally you're you're ruining the product with back to backs. One, it's a bad game because other teams tired and stiff. Two, you're going to hurt your best players. Like how many guys? Yeah. How many teams just take the L and rest their guys back to back now? The good franchises, mm-hmm. a lot of them. And there's nothing wrong with that. So I see both sides, actually. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about Boston as a t- this team specifically? I, I the bench is pretty thin. After Dan White, he's been up and down. The bench is really thin. I, I mean, that I think was exploited time and time again in the Miami series. 
That's when they'd start coming back, when the bench came in. <laughs> well, they'd come back when the bench came in. But I think more so than that, if I have a real concern about the Celtics, it's can they take care of the basketball well enough to stave off Golden State's offense in transition? Mm-hmm. Miami just, I mean, Miami killed them when they were able to um, play the passing lanes and get out in transition. I think it was something like in the first four games or something, Miami only won two quarters of those first four games. But those two quarters were enough to win two full games out of it. Because in those two quarters, Boston got real sloppy with the basketball. And, you know, you talk about how Miami's offense was able to get kind of bogged down and wasn't able to do anything. All of a sudden, they don't look so bad when Jimmy's playing the passing lane and jumping, you know, going down the court for uncontested dunks. No, that's real. Boston's turnovers are what are going to decide this series. My, um, Golden State's really good at forcing turnovers. If Boston doesn't take care of the basketball, if Dr- Jalen Brown's going to drive the lane and get his pocket picked over and over again, if you know Horford and Tatum are going to play a two-man game up to, at the top in a predictable way where people are going to be able to jump those passing lanes again, it, it could get real ugly real quick. No, I, I I think that's a great take, honestly, Adam. Um, what is this? Uh, Clay Thompson, will he be able to stay in front of Jalen Brown? Because that's probably he's going to be at Garden, right? Or do you, uh, he'll do he'll do farewell. But Jalen Brown, as you know, I'm, I really like Jalen Brown. I think he's going to do what he does anyway. But I think Clay will have more impactful games than Jalen Brown will. Not that he'll have a better, like, statistical, like, a better series, but I feel as though Clay will have a better impact. I feel as though we're going to get a, a Clay game, like a 37-point quarter, maybe. That's the great thing about points. Golden State is I've never no, not, worried no, about not, any... Maybe not that, like a 21-point quarter, something like, something like that, obviously. I'm never really worried about any individual defender for Golden State. They play such good team defense they do, that they really do. even if Clay isn't, you know, what he was three years ago, they're going to be able to make up for it. But, uh, yeah, to Melvin's point, Clay, Clay's going to have some nice nights. Clay is, you know, he's going to be a real bellwether for Golden State. It's so unfair that literally an elite guard never le- leaves the floor. Like, with that three-man rotation they got going right now with Clay, Steph, and Jordan Poole, it's just it never stops. It never stops. It never stops. It's so annoying. No, Every I mean, time Jordan Poole hits a shot, I'm just like, God, this how do you draft him 55th overall? And it's going to be interesting because you talk about how That's elite crazy. Boston's defense is, and they do it. They have a great defense, but their defense was really, I mean, they had yeah. an easy job defending Miami when Miami can't yes. shoot a lot of three-pointers. Yes. Golden State's going to be able to spread them out, and they're going to look a lot more vulnerable than they did against Miami. Exactly. The spread is everything because I was telling this to my buddy the other day. I was like, listen, man, Boston has a historically great defense, but I'll tell you what. They do well on the perimeter with more sedimentary teams that kind of sit around and watch each other. That's not the Warriors. That's uh-huh. constant movement, screens, cutting, screens, cutting, screens, cutting. Never stops. That's going to wear out any good defense by the fourth quarter if you're playing tight man-to-man defense. The key is not to go – not to get trapped into their, uh, their their pace of game. I feel the only way the Celtics really can win if they control the pace and, like, Kind of slow it down a lot. But that's weird. That's a weird thing because the Celtics have had a, a very high rate of pace of play. They've had yeah, more twenty was, point leads this year than any other team. And then that was yeah. their whole strategy. And um, against Miami, was you could hear Amy Odoko in the puddle over and over. 
push the pace, push the pace, get out and transition. And when Boston did that, they were really good. So I feel like we've seen some really great defensive matchups in the finals, uh, the conference finals, and now we're about to see like 130 to 128 point games, and I'm super here for it. Yeah, because I think Marcus Smart believes in y'all's philosophy. I always think for me, they can't if they do that. I think the Warriors will just eat them up. I agree. Because that's because that's their style. I feel as though they should like really switch it up for this series and go slower and maybe look at Jason Tatum in the in the high post and the or post extended. Kind of, kind of. And again, this that was my point to Woody off air about how I compare this team to maybe like it's like a earlier Bulls team. Whereas, you know, you kind of like have them bring the ball up, give the ball to Michael Jordan, in this case, Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, allow them to work, you know, maybe have a few little triangle concepts into the, to their offense, you know, get the matchups they want and slow it down instead of like speeding up like they want to. But, you know, Marcus Smart believes that, you know, they're the only team that can really run with the Warriors. You know, since they do, they have, did beat him twice this year. I no, they have a winning. No, they, they have a winning record against yeah. them. The I will make team. the argument though that I don't think the Warriors had found themselves really during the season. They were missing Draymond for part of it. Clay was coming back. They were having to give him minutes to rehab his knee. I think Clay's playing a lot better than he was during the regular season. Right now, I don't think his defense is fully returned, but he's still playing a lot better. Um, that being said, Warriors and six. I'm scared to pick, man. I've actually picked against the Celtics every time. Is that true, Woody? I think you <laughs> I think you have. No, yeah, no, no. I, you you picked them to beat Milwaukee. No, you didn't. No, the, no you didn't. I think I picked, no, I didn't. I picked the Milwaukee, obviously. You picked Brooklyn, I, Milwaukee, and then uh yeah. and then Melvin yeah, getting knocked yeah. out each. <laughs> so I really don't Ironically, I'm I'm totally right on the West. But yeah. ironically, like the East, I've like sucked going against the Celtics, so I'm kind of scared. <laughs> well, you, this would be the one if you pick it. They will, they might lose. Just so I'm, I'm picking, I'm picking Warriors and, and six. Warriors and six. This one's tough for me. I really, I really don't know. First of all, I'm excited. I think we got the two best teams playing in the finals. Thanks. I think it's going to be one of the best finals matchups we've had in as long as I can remember. Same. I'm super excited for it. I, I think the style of basketball is going to be great. It's going to be one of those games where, or one of those series rather, where I can sit back and no matter who wins, I'm going to be happy. It's because I know it's going to be a great long series. Not me. Remember, you yeah. lose money. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I don't know. I don't even know if I'm going to game on this because it's, it's. I really don't know how it's going to play out. I think I really got to see something. I don't. I think with both teams, I think like Woody's point with Golden State. I don't know that we've really seen like Golden State at like maximum capacity yet. The you know, all season long they were guys in and out of the lineup. In round 1, they had an easy round 1. Round 2 they played Memphis. They kind of struggle a little bit with Memphis until John Morant goes out. Then in round 3 they play kind of a weaker Dallas team that probably shouldn't have been there. Probably played yeah. above their, you know, punched above their weight class a little bit to get there. Yeah. We haven't really seen Golden State pressed for you know, to actually struggle in a series. Whereas Boston, we've seen, we've seen them with their backs against the wall, series after series after series now, and they always respond. Yeah, scary. That's true. They're both pretty They're scary. They're fighters. Yeah. 
They're Marcus yeah. Smart really like sets a tone for that team. He's kind of their Draymond, honestly. He is. He is. Um, I I love Marcus Smart. I, I think the series is really going to come down to how healthy. Him. Yeah. How healthy is Robert Williams? Is Robert Williams able to provide that lob threat in the lane? Is he able to switch out onto perimeter Robert players? Robert Williams is a different athlete than Looney. That's true. But also, like, we saw him in Miami. He played 14 minutes because as soon as he switched on to anyone who wasn't a center, he couldn't move well enough to stay on the court. That's if true. that's the Robert Williams we're going to get in this series, this series is going to be really tight. If Robert Williams can play, it might be, you know, I got a slight lean on Boston. If he's not playing well, I got a slight lean on Golden State. I think ultimately I'm going Golden State in seven. Seven. So you think they push it there, huh? I think so. I'm really interested to see how Marcus Smart comes out shooting because he's one of those irrational confidence guys. And if he starts hitting threes, they're a real tough team to beat. I mean, he shot 10 last game. It's the same thing with Draymond. When Draymond makes a certain amount of threes, the Warriors are undefeated. Uh, like they're just both the X factors of this series. Either the one of them gets hot. It's going to be tough for them. I mean, Marcus Smart has to be aggressive, but Marcus Smart has a, a big job, a very important a very important job with, uh, you know, Steph Curry, which he's obviously very hyped about if you hear him. <laughs> I don't know why, but. I think the uh, Celtics need to play Nick Stoskis more. That's the answer. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the answer. I think the answer is they're going to have to shorten the bench. And they got to suck it up. Shorten the bench. They've only been playing three guys off the bench. How short's they going to get? That's <laughs> what I'm saying. They got to shorten it some more. All right, guys. Well, we got our picks in. And uh, I let's get back in the middle of this series so we can really break it down. Um, so we'll, we'll shoot for next week. But, man, I'm super excited for this. And thank you both for coming out and spending your time talking about it with me. It's, I thought this was a really fun show, and I can't wait for this finals. Yeah, me neither. Absolutely. Later, guys. <laughs> Later. Ladies and gentlemen, you are entering the realm of... Five, two, <laughs>